Casper seemed pretty chill. You know what I mean? Like there seems to be some ghosts. He didn't know. He didn't know the whores yet. He had not broken his innocence as a ghost. That's true. Who just who just raw dog opened the can? Was that you, Aaron? Was that you flexing? No, that would be Jason. uh, Jason Waterfall. Jason, (laughs) my man. What? Sorry, I thought I was muted. I was muted and then I had to come back. I, I like that he went off. He thought that if he turned off his camera, we couldn't hear him. Yeah. I like that. It's like object permanence up in here. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number 527 of the podcast. I'm your host, Max McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to delightful idiocy and we're committed to educating you on things entertained that do not matter. To find out more about these spectral pursuits, uh, check us out. I did it. I didn't even prep it. I just did it off the cuff. Check us out at knocktojamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the podcast. And we are still on dying Twitter at Podcast Pod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking ghosts and pop culture. But before we do that, there is but one week left to snag your merch from our merch shop. Do you want an embroidered sweatshirt? Do you want a new beanie just in time for winter? What about stickers for your notebooks or your tablets or your laptops or your car? Do you want a mystery pin that might end up being the golden knot pin that gets to be a year membership in our Fox community? Head to knoxandjamie.shop and fill your cart until next Wednesday, November 1st, when the shop closes. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. All right, Jamie, uh, on this spooky week before Halloween. See, there's no, there's no fun pun, so I just had to say it. So it's just like, you know, missionary missionary position yeah. off the top here. Gah. Oh, wow. okay. uh, we're going to be talking ghosts. Uh, so to begin, I want to ask you, do you believe in ghosts? Point blank. Yes 100%. No? 100%. You do? Like, that was no ghosts. hesitation. Oh, I love the, the idea. Now, all the ghosts I believe in are pretty happy and yeah. pretty energetic. That is at They're odds not- with the ghost idea, probably, I would say. <laughs> Listen, like Casper seemed pretty chill. You know what I mean? Like there seems to be some ghosts. That he didn't are like, know. He didn't know the whores yet. He had not broken he, his innocence that's true. as a ghost. That's true. Who just I'm, who just raw dog opened the can? Was that you, Aaron? Was that you no, flexing? No, that would be Jason. Uh, Jason Waterfall. Jason, yeah. my man. What? Sorry, I thought I was muted. I was muted, and then I had to come back. I, I like that he went off. He thought that if he turned off his camera, we couldn't hear him. Yeah, I like that. It's like object permanence up in here. Keep it. Keep that in.
Aaron, uh, it, it, take the take the religious stuff out of here. Get it out of here. Do you believe in ghosts? No, not not a Bible scholar. <gasps> not at all. Well, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. If you're a ghost, why are you hanging around my bathroom? Why are you? What else yeah. is there to do? Uh, you can go anywhere. You can do anything. Yeah, you know, maybe like, your bathroom's got some interesting stuff going on. No, it it's doesn't. Why are you not like sneaking in? Why are you not going to see the errors? Maybe you've been a ghost for seven hundred years, and you're like, now it's time for your Aaron's bathroom. No, I yeah. just I think like you just you can do so many things. Like you can go to the World Series. You can go. You could go. Uh, the White House. Well, pause there. I like that. The best event she could think of off the cuff. No, I said the World, the World Series first. is electric. It is. Is it? Yeah, that's it what is. I'm saying. I think it would be really fun to go to the World Series. You could go to the College World Series. I like that this that's year. That's true. That that's was true. fun. Yeah. You could go to a UAB Blazers game. Go Blazers. <gasps> go Blazers. Uh, so I'm saying. It's, a, it's been a tough. I, it's people tough. are saying maybe you cursed them, Aaron. Maybe I did. Because <laughs> no, welcome back. Obviously, we're we're glad you're healthy. We're Thank I mean healthy ish. You know, yeah. we're glad you're back with us. We missed you last week. Thank you. Yeah, I think we, I don't know if we talked about this on, on uh, Faith Adjacent, but um, I'd always read, I'd, I'd heard the Paul Mooney bit of like, if there's ghosts, there would be slave ghosts everywhere in the South. So like, you have to acknowledge that why uh, can't, ghosts don't exist. Why Happy can't ghosts, ghosts don't exist. How, why can't ghosts have freedom? Why are they going to stay what they were? Well, I think if the whole idea of a, of a ghost is to avenge something, an injustice they experienced during life. Oh, you've put a lot of weight on that ghost. I just think a ghost is like, I died and now I'm still around and here's a version of me. But that's my thing. Like, why would they be just like hanging around your bathroom? I can't. Well, my bathroom is a good time. I'll be a ghost needs even, a purpose. You don't even like your bathroom. Well, no, it is a, it is a Tuscan 1991 bathroom, but... Mm. I like what happens there. We have a good time. We watch some YouTube videos. Maybe they're learning some stuff about retinol. I don't you know. like what happens in your bathroom. That is, that's a take, man. Listen, that, that's a take. I clean up, clean out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for a weird kind of ghost, I guess that's like the, the, what they're going for. I did. I, I looked at the definition, obviously, because since we're doing an uh, episode on ghosts, it does feel good to have a baseline of like what okay. we're talking about. So we can, we can get between like some of these uh, contrary definitions that we're talking about. Right. And obviously like if you go to Webster's or anything like that. Uh, a ghost, uh, AKA is a, an apparition of a dead person, which is believed to appear or become manifest of living typically as a nebulous image. I feel like that's a very broad kind of comprehensive idea of what we all assume yours might be a little happier, but I think mostly we all kind right. of agree on that. Yes. And so do you, so you do not believe in ghosts? No, I don't. Okay. I think, uh, it's for babies. Uh, it's, you know, <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's fun to think about, but uh, uh, it makes no sense. Do you know which ghosts are the best? Baby ghosts. Baby ghosts they're are not the best. Oh my gosh. No, they're just super fun and they're like tickly and fun. And I like baby think ghosts. Think about what you're saying. I you know, have no like, basis. Again, there, we have gone baby over ghosts don't exist. Sometimes people die. That's just what it is. I think you're, I think <laughs> baby ghosts don't actually exist. You don't like, inter- no one was like, I, I, I interacted with the cutest, cuddliest baby ghost. What if baby ghosts are in charge? What if they're the supervisors of all the ghosts? And that's what like boss, boss baby is about. Like it's boss the third baby boss baby ghost. movie. Oh gosh. This would be incredible. I looked on Urban Dictionary, what ghost meant. And the best one I found said a username that 12 year olds like to use to feel edgy on video games, uh, but wind up backfiring and show who they truly are. Parentheses. Inbred Southerners from Louisiana. Oh, stop it. Wow, that's, that's tough. the toughest parentheses ever. Yeah. That's Yikes. The, but you will see that username. I personally, I played with Rufio. That was my username uh, in honor of oh, Hook. Of course, from Hook. Yes. Um, but I had my ghost era as well. So I do I do have to admit that. I just ordered um, Ghost Max shoes from Brooks. What are those? Very, what, is, what does that mean? They're white. They're very, I watched a TikTok and he convinced me, the designer. But it's really for runners. So I don't know what I'm going to do in them, but they are okay. cute. 
I never do know. love a Brooks shoe. I do. Never know. Who knows what could happen with those? Um, so in honor of uh, the Gus idea, Jamie, do you want to talk about uh, maybe uh, like a pop culture thing that haunts you perhaps? Yeah. These are the things I think about all the time. And by all the time, I mean once a week, minimum, minimum, minimum. Like if something in this topic comes up, I think about these things. So Star Wars. Let's talk about Star Wars and how it haunts me. There's some plot holes. There's a lot, actually. There's a ton. We could get into the technical things about uh, maneuvers and things that don't make sense. But I actually just want to get into Luke and Leia. Leia says in The Return of the Jedi, she describes her mom in detail. Like she talks about how she looked and how she felt when she was around her. Mm-hmm. And she was taken away from her as a newborn. So I don't like that. That's oh, uh, maybe, maybe she's a liar though. Maybe that's what that was meant to be. That imply. could be the Leia's a liar. liar. Absolutely. And then Luke, uh, listen, her twin brother also taken because they're trying to hide them, the twins yeah. from their father, who's now Darth Vader and not right. great. But I like that they're like, we're going to put you on another planet from your sister, but we are going to let you have your dad's last name. Like, that's how hard we're working to hide you. Like, what? It's great planning it? to be like, we're stashing you on the crappiest, dumpiest planet ever, but we're going to give you his last name. And then to come into the current era, again, Palpatine just came back. Like, he mm-hmm. just, first of all, he's decrepit. Yeah. And he died. Plus Force Ghost. Like, what's the point if they can just come back and do an inspiring third act monologue? Like, that's not any fun. Like, the Force Ghost just being like, oh, we died and it was sad. But also, here we are to give you more advice. Now, see, I do. I would be into the ghost's idea if um, they were like, we can't come back and do anything. We can't, like, have, like, we can't do, do, have powers or anything like that. Uh, but we can just, like, give you good context on stuff. And you can ask us questions. And we can it's just more give like you better more like a therapist ghost. But now oh. I cannot teach you any force maneuvers. Yes, I like that a lot. Right. I think that would be really good. Like, you have some unresolved daddy issues. Odds, yeah. Odds. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be helpful. I like that. Um, you know, pop culture things that haunt me. I've got, um, this is like a baked in one. It's, this is probably true for you. I won't, I won't speak for you, but I feel like it's probably, uh, true as well. That Studio 60 on Sunset Strip wasn't good. It was Why one was of those. It not it good? Was, Why was it not good? It just, it just wasn't. And it, uh, the stars involved and the moment that it was occupying, everything felt set up for success. And then you watched it and like, that's when I, I watch, I'm, I'm bad about like, if I see one game of someone, I'm like, that person's going to win MVP, all my money in. And I put all my money on Amanda Pete. I was like, this is oh, yeah. Meryl Streep. It basically sounds the same. And then she really didn't do much after that. Um, but it just, Matthew Perry, it didn't, it didn't pop off Riley Whitford. Um, even Sarah, cause uh, Sarah Paulson, I always want to call her Polly and I know it's not Polly. Oh, and my brain pop, gets but to, that is a person. So that's, that's the fair. Yeah. And my brain's like, Hey, that's a different person, but you don't even know the real one. I don't have space for you. That would be helpful to have a ghost be like, Hey, this is what you're looking for. Here's some context on it. But yeah, I just, I, it made me really sad that that never popped off. Like a show. You know, the only good thing I think that came out of studio 60 was that Amanda Pete and Sarah Paulson became best friends because of that. Mm. And now they make weird Instagram live videos where they seem a little high yeah. and they make a lot of jokes about Holland Taylor, Sarah's old wife. It's a delight. Like <laughs> respectful delight. jokes or like shade. Respectful. Jokes? Oh, a hundred percent respectful. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can't. I still am not over Amanda Pete and Fatal Attraction and whatever is happening with her and her what? character. What? It was She's a it was delight. Something. I'm so sad for her, like that she couldn't get better gigs. You yeah. Know? My next one is, of course, and I think it's something that haunts all of us is the reproductive journey of the Smurfs and trying to mm. understand it. Okay. I did learn through my research, uh, many over the many years that I've pondered this, that Smurfs are generally a one gendered species. They're all male. So they're supposed to be like originally it was just boys, just boys, which is always great. Love that patriarchy in our comics. But and then the babies are delivered by a stork. Okay. But then we got Smurfette and, you know, Gargamel 
actually created Smurfette out of clay okay. um, to lure the Smurfs away. But she was a brunette. You can't lure anybody. Brunettes can't lure people. That's ridiculous. Wait, oh, so, does that make Gargamel feminist? That's a bigger question. Maybe so. Say. Well, so she was brunette, but then she went and she infiltrated and she wanted to become a real Smurf. And so Papa Smurf cast a spell and he made her a real Smurf. And that's why she became blonde, which I think is also why I struggle to this day with the blonde versus brunette dichotomy that we've been uh, served by pop culture through Archie and uh, all the comics there. Why are more comics trying to, and then of course, Kathy was brunette. That's why she was single all those years. I don't Act, understand yeah. that. Listen, I love Smurfette. I also think she represents the women in your life who don't have girlfriends, right? Like, cause she's, I'm a guy's girl. I'm a guy's girl. But again, I know there are more girls now because now we have the Katy Perry Smurf. And like, I know they've added, they're like, oh, we added some girls. Don't worry about it. But I'm just saying in the classic for so many years, for literally decades, we were just like, it's a hundred of them. And then there's this one girl. What? I don't like that. Is no one in love? I don't like it. So when you said um, she wanted to be a real Smurf, so they made they made her blonde, and that made like what? Well, he put a curse on her, and that turned her hair blonde, and it was like, oh, now you're Smurfette. And that so the curse made her a real Smurf. It did. Well, not a curse, a spell. A he cast a spell. Okay, cast a spell. But, but a before good that, spell, but a she wasn't spell. a Smurf. She was no, because because Gargamel made her as he made her out of clay, and he made her to infiltrate the Smurfs and lure them away from Papa Smurf. Okay, I, th- I'm hesitating on bringing up Human Clay, the Creed album. That's really good, and you guys will probably love. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, this is the perfect point to put it in. Like, should we talk more about that? I'm we seeing can talk them. More about I don't it. know if I'm seeing them on TikTok, and it works its way over to Instagram, or if they're starting on Instagram. That's 100 that how sense. it works. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that tracks. Susie and her pesto just made it to Instagram, and I was like, "Oh, look, Susie and her pesto made it." Yeah, and you don't, don't even know, know what that, what that is, and you don't have to know what that means. I kind of like the wave of it's like time zones. Like the new year gets to me in a couple hours. I'm excited <laughs> to see it. Like when do you, when do you get to see the uh, lunar eclipse? Well, it'll be in an hour and a half. Yeah, I, I'm still waiting to see the dog and the bones and all that kerfuffle. He's you know, dead. Out. You're never going to see him. Alert. You, you know what he is? Noodles is a ghost. I hope he. Comes I guess to he's bones now, today. right? Yeah, he's all bones. He's literally bones. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do. I'll do. I'll do a back to back here because these are quick. The last season of Game of Thrones, it really haunts me because I feel like it, it was such. Yeah, like and it, and it had such cultural authority. Everyone was invested in it. Everyone was talking about it. Like, if it could have landed the plane capably. I think it would have been qualified as the greatest TV show of all time. And I don't think anyone would have disputed that. But the way it unraveled, I think uh, a couple weeks ago, I think we were talking about, was it the Rolling Stone, like top 100 of the 21st century TV shows? And it was like middle of the pack. And I I don't think either of us disagreed with that because of how bad the final season was. I think it's a testament to, you can build up a great resume, but if you blow it on like the last little bit, like you're screwed, it's over. So, you know, George R.R. R. Martin, who wrote the books that the show is based on, he just came out in the news and was like, hey, stop pestering me. The Winds of Winter is 75% complete, but it will take three to four more years before it comes out. My dude. He'll be dead by then. He'll be a ghost. Like, and that's not even the final about? book. That's not even the final book in the series. What are I you talking about? See, I, I would respect him more if he's just like, guess what? I'm not writing it. I'm done. I'm, I'm not Me finishing too, it. Me too. Because it's been 12 years. Stop pretending. Stop yeah. pretending. Am I right? You guys are going to get pissed. You're going to be like, you should have done that. The show did that. It's, it's a no win situation. And he's probably living a nice life. You know, that's right. That's right. And stuff. Um, another pop culture thing that haunts me. And I think this haunts most of us are just lyrics that we don't understand from songs that we love, perhaps for me, I just want to share a few. Maybe you can mm-hmm. tell me what they mean. Okay. First up, uh, red hot chili peppers, give it away. 
right? 1991 classic. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm a lowbrow, but I rock a little know-how. Got that. Feel mm-hmm. like I understand that. And then he says, no time for the piggies or the hooskow. What, okay. what do you think hooskow is? Can I get a, a spelling on that? Hoose as in moose. H-O-O-S-E. Gow as in cow. G-O-W. Hooskow. Hooskow. No time for the piggies or the hooskow. Is that no time for the fatties or as a fatty? For those who are new, <laughs> I'm saying that as a fatty. No time for the fatties and the... I, is that drugs? Is who's gal a drug? Is it? Could you use it in a sentence? Or do you want me? To I use just it in a did sentence? in this lyric. No time for the piggies or the who's gal. I, know, I don't but that's know not, what it is. That's not, I, that's I mean, like make it the Flea. subject of a sentence. That's a question sentence. for Flea. You're going to have to ask Flea. You know, I did um, Google it while you were talking. Um, and uh, evidently it's slang for jail. It's a jail. No time for the piggies. Oh, the police. The police in the jail. That's what it is. Oh my <laughs> okay, gosh, we're we cracked bro- Listen, you're helping me get rid of some ghosts. Okay, there next. Uh, Boom Boom Pow by the Black Eyed Peas. Mm-hmm. Okay? 2009. Obviously, you think I'm going to say the lyric, I'm so 3008, you're so 2000 late, but that's mm-hmm. a great lyric. Okay? It that's is. a great lyric. But then she says, beat so big, I'm stepping on leprechauns. Okay. But why, why would the beat be so big, but yet the only step I can take is over a tiny leprechaun? Shouldn't it be like, step so big, or beat, beat so big, I'm stepping on James and the Giant Peach? Oh, you're saying like you need it, like you need another tall guy, like a Victor Wembanyama. Like Leprechaun means- doesn't feel like a like a. You don't have to lift your leg that high. You know, you don't have to lift your hooskow that high. You like it could just that. be uh, a song from again Human Clay, one of the best albums of the last few years, and it would be big enough to step on a Leprechaun. That's it right. Doesn't need okay. To be that big. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's helpful. And then so that's just a bad lyric. And then finally, Bang Bang by Jesse J, Ariana Grande, uh-huh. and Nicki Minaj. Okay. So she says, bang, bang into the room. I know you want it. Bang, bang all over you. I'll let you have it. Okay. okay. So I thought I knew what bang, bang was, but now I don't know what bang, bang is. Aaron, do you know what bang, bang is? I assume it is sexual intercourse. So bang, sexual intercourse into the room. I know you want it. Sexual intercourse all over you. I'll let you have it. Okay. Well, that makes a good, she makes a good case. You know, I, um, I did get some, so from last week's episode, I think we talked about uh, my nephew and going to a Japanese steakhouse, which some people were like, yes. hey, old timer, we call them hibachi places in, in our day, in the current uh, iteration of time, oh. which I didn't know that. I didn't know that there was, you know, that this was the 1930s Germany with language and stuff like that. I just <laughs> thought we were people talking. Um, oh. But the uh, uh, people didn't understand. I was saying white sauce. And evidently, it's, it's, there's different like forms and formulations. I've oh. heard bang bang sauce referred to. Um, this white sauce at a Japanese steakhouse slash hibachi place. Um, I so thought I white sauce if... was yum yum. I thought I thought white I thought yum yum was the pink sauce. Oh. Yeah, see, that's what some of the people, uh, Aaron, you were very nice when you just said that and disputed it. A lot of people oh, were much were really angrier mad. in my oh. in my DMs. Oh, because I thought there was pink sauce, white sauce. So- oh, yeah, you're right. So, so you can't have pink sauce. So- you can't have pink sauce and pink medicine. That's too. That's a. No, it's too much. Those are very clear boundaries for me. You know, I don't like how much we're talking about sauces. Well, is that what bang bang is? That's not my fault. Bang bang all over you. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan of that. <laughs> Let's see. I also had things that haunt us. Um, I remember when my sister saw a movie. She saw a movie. She's like, that was the, probably the coolest movie I've ever seen and had a twist. I was like, ooh, I kind of want to know what it is. And she's like, do you think you'll see the movie? I was like, nah, I don't think I'll see it. Because uh, it's from a director I don't recognize. M. Night Shyamalan, something. Oh, not interested. Not. So no. she, she, spo- I'm not going to say she spoiled it because I said, hey, tell me what happens. So yeah. that's not on her. That's on yeah. me. 
And then I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, this movie would have been so it's much It's the best twist in all of cinema history. It really if you is. you don't know what it is. Yeah. And there's no reason for me to ask to have it spoiled, but I did. Uh, so I feel What a bummer. Because you were probably young. That would probably have been perfect. Yeah. Like a perfect was, moment for little teen knocks. It was, it, it, that was my fault. That was my fault. And then um, I also have that Idris Elba never got to be Bond. You know, I feel like he was, the the, the Broccoli family was trying to figure out who the next Bond was going to be. Right. Um, after Daniel Craig. And in that span of time, Idris Elba was born. Um, he came of age. <laughs> he was on the wire. He uh, was on Luther. Um, he became a DJ, and now he's old, and he can't be Bond anymore. And I just feel like if they would have been a little more timely about it, he could have been. I old. know, and I'm sad, like because again, the Broccoli family just came out, and we're like, again, as a reminder, we learned this in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. The Broccoli family did invent broccoli, like the, the actual vegetable. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's not that is a true fact. But it's they were like, oh, we still haven't figured it out. Like we just don't know. Like if you we're guys, not ready, it was two years ready. ago when Daniel Craig was done, and you're like, I haven't even thought about it. Is that yeah? And it was really like they probably stopped filming that thing four years ago because remember it got delayed because of the pandemic. They've been done with him for what feels like five years. Yeah, it's yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. All right, anything else that haunts you? Well, I mean, I, I don't want to like revisit the lyrics, but also even though the gods are crazy, even though the stars are blind, what do you, what do you think Paris meant by that? There are nine writers on that song, by the way, because I was like, did Paris even write this? She did not. No. That's a dope song by that. I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not stinking on the song. What I'm saying yeah. is I don't understand how stars are blind. Like what, how are they blind? And why does that affect my love life? If they are blind. That does feel like a very drug induced line you write. And you're like, that's so, that's, that's a good, that's a tight line. And then you think about it, you're like, I don't, that doesn't even make sense. That's crazy. No, but I sing it with pride. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand it. My last one is that the ghosts of a Christmas Carol uh, the Charles Dickens story, yes. you know, yeah. I, I think it haunts me that there's, I don't understand the ghosts of Christmas Carol. Like they're so mismatched, you know, because Christmas, the ghost of Christmas past looks like, uh, like a sentient. That's my least favorite ghost in all of history. It doesn't make sense. It, it looks like a sentient yeah. precious moments figure that's yeah. like now doing stuff, you know, got right. some assignments and like trying to get in the, in the game. Uh, Christmas present to me looks like if, if Jesus did gummies, like did too many gummies, and he was just like, what's up? Green robe, big beard, kind of gingerish, got a crown. What do you need? What are we talking about? Uh, you know what here? he'd have though? Snacks. Because the people who are high yeah. on the, the Mary Jane, they always yeah. got a snack in their pocket. I yeah. love that. That's helpful. And I say that as somebody who eats a lot of snacks when she <laughs> takes her Delta 8. And then uh, Christmas yet to come. That's just a Grim Reaper without his sickle. And like he just forgot to bring a sickle. So he points at everything, you know? I thought the Grim Reaper killed you. No. The Grim um, Reaper comes and collects you after you're dead? What is yeah. the Grim Reaper's job? This is a great question because I don't know why it's a sickle because it implies that he is going to murder you with the sickle. Yeah, However, assume, he does not. He just I collects I thought that's you. how he killed your spirit. Yeah. And I he think snagged he just, it out of you like with the sickle. Like a little, he's just like public transportation. He's like, hey, I'm here to get you where you You know going. how like if babies are choking, you're supposed to uh, crook your finger to get into their mouth to get mm. their whatever their Cheerio they're checking on? No, for the right? audio. Intense hand <laughs> motions. <laughs> You know how you like you have to you're supposed to crook your finger and that's how you get somebody choking if you go in. I'm sorry, rather. ma'am. Did you just think I'll just say it again with the same hand gestures and we would now understand what you I'm just making sure I'm remembering it right. Yeah. And I think I am. And so that's what I felt like the sickle was doing. The sickle like snags your spirit out of your yeah. body. Oh okay. takes with, it somewhere. Yeah. No, I I mean I think it's just like just thematically, it just doesn't matter. Like one's like Dementor, one's happy Jesus. One's like little precious moments, baby. And they're, 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 their clothes don't even match. There's not like a vibe match. It's just all, 
like cobbled together. And I don't like it. I know. It. And that, and like a ghost being happy is nice, but you're right. It is a cobbled together uh, trio for sure. Yeah. It's just, a, it's, it's a bad stew. Uh, and then last thing, um, this is topical. I tried pickled jalapenos uh, this week. What'd you think? And they're pretty good. They're pretty good. I told you. Man, did, did you love, did you like that limp, that limp bang, bang? Stop it. Jalapeno. You know have you had, have you done pickled onions yet? No, I haven't got to, I, that was That's the first next. one. And That's I tried nice. to put in like a like a big rice bowl with some chicken, yeah. and I isolated it. I was like, I'm not going to hide you. I'm a I'm gonna eat you on your own. I'm gonna tell Aaron, hey, it was underwhelming, but it was pretty good. It was yeah. pretty good. It had like I'm a really, slow kick to it. I'm really so, I'm really happy for you, man. This yeah, is a good it haunts day. me. I, I I haven't given pickle stuff a, a shot, you know. So we're gonna we're gonna change some things. It's a new day for you. <laughs> it is. It is. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down, big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago, making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podcast pod. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dust 2 in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars themed collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair and support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Iwear.com, code POP. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Olive and June. As a longtime user of Olive and June and as the chairman and co-founder of the We Don't Wear Open Toe Shoes If Our Feet Are Not Presentable Club, I don't think we talk enough about their petty system. Listen to me. Now, the weather is getting warmer. I know you're going to be tempted to go out without just like even acknowledging your winter feet. 
maybe need to just have a little buff. You know what I mean? And I'm going to need you to stop right now and order a petty system immediately. Like their mani system, Olive and Jean's petty system comes with everything you need to get those feet ready and presentable without the hassle of going to a salon, including the Posey, which is this brilliant footstool that opens up and you can use it to store everything in. It also comes with a smoothing foot file and hydrating foot serum, which are both mandatory if you ever plan to be around me with your toes on display. I just love how generous they are. And they just sent us the quick dry spring collection and the Kalazog. Gorgina. They truly have the best shades, whether you like bright colors, pastels, or neutrals. The Kitten Quick Dry is my go-to neutral shade, but if I'm in the mood for something fun, I've been reaching for Flamingo, which is this bright coral pink shade that is just perfect for spring. Just like their regular polishes, the Quick Dry are super long-lasting, and the best part is they dry in just about a minute. I'm as obsessed with the Quick Dry for doing my pedicures as I am with the tab press-ons for my manis because they are so quick and easy and give the best results every single time. Visit oliveandjean.com slash podcast for 20% off your first system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash P-O-P-C-A-S-T for 20% off your first system. So the weather's getting warmer and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. But y'all know how I value quality and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. Um, Okay, that's some things that have haunted us. Um, Jamie, like when you think about ghosts and ghost centric ideas or performances or stories, you want to talk about, uh, your favorite? Obviously, because I'm pro ghosts here on this, uh, in this company, I was thinking about when did ghosts imprint on me? When is Mm -hmm. my first core memory of ghosts? And it is of course what many of my age first memory of ghosts is. And that is blinky, pinky, inky, and Clyde from Pac-Man. Like, oh, of course. Yeah. Right. First ghost I've ever encountered in pop culture. I was five years old. I also learned about personality typing systems because I was so obsessed with Pac-Man that my mom would be like, okay, because I wanted to be Pac-Man. I wanted to be one of the ghosts for Halloween. Okay. And I was like, how can I, which one should I choose? And she was like, well, the pink one is a girl. And I Uh was like, tell me more about the ghosts. What do you know about that? Go on. (laughs) And she found out that Blinky, so this is about personality typing. So I think people think the ghosts are all the same, but they're not, even strategically when you're doing gameplay. So Blinky is red. He's allegedly a boy. He's the most aggressive of the ghosts. He chases Pac-Man. Uh-huh. That, like, always from behind. Okay. okay. <laughs> Pinky. Pink. She's deceptive, but she always ambushes Pac-Man from the front. Okay. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Then Inky, who's blue, is friends with Blinky, the red one, and they work together uh, to make Pac-Man make a wrong move and find them in the middle. It's like a little threesome. And then there's Clyde, who's orange, who I would say is non-binary because... Sometimes 
Clyde is listed as a he and sometimes a she. So I will say they. But the problem is it's not a good representation for uh, non-binary because Clyde is stupid. And mm. please, if Pac-Man, if you get too close to Clyde, Clyde will actually turn around and oh. like go the other direction. Oh, okay. Clyde's like, hey, I don't really want to be here. That's right. So which do you think I dressed for as Halloween? Which did you think? Do I did, did I choose red, pink, blue, or orange? I mean, I think, you know, the obvious answer is pink. But it, it is. The way, Oh, okay. The way you're asking it made me think it wasn't. It was Clyde. No. I thought it was going to be Clyde. No, it is 100% Blinky. I was red. Listen, yeah. red was my favorite color. Pink, I was very anti-pink. I've been a tiny little feminist my whole life. Now I understand that as a feminist, you can embrace pink and still think that men and women deserve equal opportunities. But okay. I like chasing people. And so that's all I did at the Hobo Supper uh, at my church was yeah. uh, chase people the whole time at Jesus okay. Ween. At Jesus Ween. Yeah. Listen, I, I have loved... Um, I don't, I, I guess it's just the, uh, the season and I feel like we're more, um, open to hearing different interpretations of Halloween from an evangelical lens, but lens, but I feel like I've seen a lot of, um, like his voice is hallowed, no ween necessary kind of posts, you know? <laughs> and I really like that. I really like that. I do love that. Listen, my godson, who's a teenager, he went to a judgment house last weekend. Let's bring him back. Let's they bring him back. still are around you guys. People are having helicopters crash in on their gyms at their churches. I love if, it. If we're, if we're, if we're saying no bad ideas in brainstorming, <laughs> what if the podcast did a, instead of live shows, what if we did haunted houses, you know, what if we did uh, judgment houses? A hundred percent. Like, and what the best part would be, it would start with Indy and Evan, just kind of lighthearted <laughs> and fun. And then it just goes downhill from there. I let you walk in and they look at your shoes. What are those? Ooh, gross. Get out of here. You're not invited. And it's just like, it gets worse from there. I'm in. I'm in. Let's write I'm that in. down. I'm 100% in. I think I'm going to go Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark by Alvin Schwartz. That oh, is, if you know, you, you're talking about like your, your Pac-Man experience and everything, this was the formative book for me because I'm, I'm not trying to be that guy or that kid, but I do feel like I was reading it before everybody like was into it. Oh, you know? 100%, 100% I do feel like I was that. on the cutting edge. It came out in 81 and I was born in 82, but I do feel like somehow I was ahead of the curve uh, on, on this uh, book series. Maybe it's just like the kids in my school. I don't know, but I would always check it out. You know, when we would go on a vacation, we drive like eight hours to four or whatever. And I check out like 10 books and just read the whole way. And this was, I would always come back to this one. In you think this is how you lo- learned to love, because you really love short stories. You think that's where this came from? This I'd have book. no idea. I do know it's how it, like one summer on a trip to, I don't know, I think we went to like St. Petersburg to see my grandfather um, and my great-grandfather uh, who did like not seem interested in seeing us. So I was like, oh, oh this is weird as mm, a kid, you know, yikes. like, why are we here? Um, but that summer I read Scary Stories of Selden's Ark. I read one of the, I don't know if it was like the haunt, the haunter or the haunted mask goosebumps and i watched arachnophobia and oh that's a trifecta it was a big summer and i that's why i never went back to horror because i was like this is i I think i gave myself arachnophobia and i hate horror stuff and content so yeah that'll do it if you have to because i think that was what was good about me i think i loved horror as an adult because i didn't come to horror at all Mm -hmm. other than that one poltergeist thing that i watched at my church because i i know right um accidentally other than that, like I, it wasn't until Scream, like in, when I was in college, that I yeah. was like, "Oh, I love horror. I love the way that this makes me feel. This feels like when you're fa- when you think the roller coaster is going to break. I love it." Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good explanation of it. it <laughs> because otherwise, it's like this is this is the worst thing ever. And I I remember hearing people talk about um, The Exorcist, and I was like, I I can't watch that. I'll, I'll freaking go to hell. I'll literally go to hell if I watch The Exorcist. Like, why would you do that? Why can that exist? No, you can't. But now it's like 
I love dabbling in The Exorcist. It's kind of yeah. fun. No, yeah. no, thank you. Not for me. No, no, thank you. Okay. My next one is, listen, this is also a childhood court moment, and it is a favorite ghost, and it is the Flying Dutchman. The Flying Dutchman. I love a ghost ship. It's creepy, and it's like ghost to the nth degree because the ship is a ghost, but also everybody on the ship is a ghost. Like, the captain's a ghost, and then, like, if there are passengers or if there's just a cool, like guy that's in charge of the back part of the boat. I don't know what his job is, but he's also a ghost. And listen, I do not F with the ocean, but I love freaking boats. I love being on a boat and I love it. And look, I think Viking Cruise, Aaron and I did Relics and Ravioli last December and it was kind of a ghost ship because everybody was 85 years or older except us. And so it it had its own ghost vibes. But look, here's why I love the Flying Dutchman. I have only vomited in public one time one time only. Really? Only one time? Only one time. And it was getting off of the Six Flags over Georgia Flying Dutchman ride. The ship that would loop all the way around. And i that's when I realized I do not do great in circles, whether they're up and down or left to right. It doesn't matter. I'm not good yeah. in circles. And I threw up. And I remember I was with my youth group and they made fun of me because I threw up next to the trash can. But here's the thing. You didn't a, throw up in the trash can? No. That's a big toddler energy of like, mom, I'm sick. <laughs> Run to the bathroom, throw listen, up on the sink. It was one of those trash cans where it's covered on the top and it only okay. has that little opening in the front. And I don't know if you're familiar with how big my head is, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be able to throw up and on my, I'm supposed to turn my head to the side. And okay, try to I'll go allow in. that. It's got the yeah. penthouse locked down. Yes, so you have exactly only right. a little sliver. No, I'm yeah, not doing that. No, Get I can't do here. that. So I threw up on the, to the left. That was a funnel cake that I really missed. I Worth like, it. Oh. Would have been worth it. 100% worth it. Yeah, it was a great ride. I did love it. Okay, so you're talking about the Flying Dutchman, the ride? That's what you're talking about? Well, no, I'm talking about the Flying Dutchman as a concept because it's often in movies and the ghost ship. You know, it's called See, the I've Flying never, Dutchman. I've never heard about the Flying Dutchman. The only, the, this is like hand of God. The only context I had on Flying Dutchman was Hans Wagner, the shortstop <laughs> from like the 1900s was called the Flying Dutchman. Why like, was he called that? Could he fly? Like, could he run he fast? very fast and German. Oh, okay. So it's the Flying Dutchman German? Is that what that well, makes Well, no, sense? German's not Dutch. Isn't that? Which countries are Dutch? Just super fast. Aaron, I, look it up and let's see if Knox and I can guess. Hold on. Which countries are Dutch? The Netherlands? Is that a country? Man, that, that was my first region? guess because I, was, I thought it's a the. It's the Hague or the Netherlands. I don't know if the Hague is in the Netherlands. Aaron, can I'm, you give us a number? How many things are Dutch? Ooh, uh, yeah. How many countries are Dutch? Yeah. Uh, with your Holland. Little, Holland. With your broken, the, torn wrists and your gimpy knee. Is the Netherlands quickly. and Holland also the same thing? No, wait, it's Holland. Uh, You're right. It's Holland. Y'all are asking a lot of questions. <laughs> which, I don't know. Ask Google which countries are Dutch. I am, and I don't know that it knows. Oh. Aaron, did you know what the Flying Dutchman was? It's a boat, right? Is it a boat? The Flying Dutchman, because I say it's a ghost ship called the Flying Dutchman, and that is what the ship is. Because that's when you go to the Flying Dutchman at Six Flags, there are like creepy ghost noises. There's like weird moaning. Oh. <laughs> I only know that because bang, bang. of the Pirates <laughs> movies. Isn't it in the Pirates Yeah, the, in the Pirates movies, that's a ghost ship. He's like, we're the Flying Dutchman. No idea. Never heard of any of this. This For is all oct- news to me. The man with the octopus face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. What's his name? Barbo. Skarsgård. He's a Skarsgård. Bar- no, he's not. A, no, that's a different Skarsgård. But the original one was the black-haired guy that's not dead from Harry Potter, but the other one. No, See, he's been called Barbosa. Gary Oldham. Barbarossa. Yes. So Holland is Dutch. Is that what we learned? I don't think Holland is a country. <laughs> Holland Leave it is all a in. country? Oh, no, I want that is. whole conversation <laughs> of us trying to figure out who the captain of the Pirates of the Caribbean ship. I said it three times. Aaron said yes, and then mispronounced it. 
I've no, never heard of this Barbosa. boat. You said Barbosa. You said Barbosa. I think it is Barbosa. It is Barbosa. Yeah, I'm not trying it's to. Barbarossa. No. <laughs> <laughs> I still think you're wrong. Uh, it's Barbosa and it's Jeffrey Rush. How mad are these listeners? It, uh, They're so mad. I think he's, see, he's not dead. Because if memory he's serves. Alive? Jamie, you said it's Gary Oldman, but I think you said Oldham. He said, and I was she like, said Oldham. Well, because that's how it's spelled. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's spelled Oldman. Oh, is yep. it Oldman? I you can't get, Oldham. You can't get Oldham. to Oldman from Oldham. You just oh, can't. Sorry. My bad. You know? My bad. What a mess. Jeffrey what a mess. Rush, Jeffrey Rush, who is alive and well and Australian. He's not Dutch at all. Are you kidding? Uh, yeah, he's Australian. So I just want to, uh, on behalf of all of us, I want to apologize. Uh, I think it's important for everyone to see. Because the people don't come here for facts. They don't. But do you know, this is, this is a fun story. Do you know why the Romans called uh, the barbarians the barbarians? No. You don't have to, you don't have to guess. There's no way okay. you could know that. I, don't, I would have no idea, no. Because it was like a dig. It was shade they were throwing at them because they thought the way they talked sounded like bar, 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 bar. So they just called them barbarians. <gasps> that's, like that's, oh, that's, pretty that's, that's pretty good. That's a sick burn. That's a good burn. It's pretty good burn. It's pretty good burn. Y'all wanted me to look up what countries are Dutch. So you have an answer? Yes. It, your first answer was Google can't doesn't know. Well, then I asked. I asked. We asked Aaron to look up what country, how many countries are Dutch. That's what we yes. asked her to look I, up. And then I changed the question because remember, I said I think Holland and the Netherlands are the same thing. Oh, okay. Right. I'm into that. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But then I don't you think were like, are, Holland's not answer. a country. You were like, Holland's not a country. No, I think it is. And I think no, that's Aaron, the Dutch. Aaron said Holland's not a country. But and I think now it she's is. like, yeah, I think it is. So it's, but I don't understand where it is. Where's Amsterdam? Is that a country? That's in. No, that's a city. That's where you can do drugs and have sex. Yes. That is. And other things. Other things. Well, they also have like a lot of. What are you, the tourism board? I like you're like, other things can happen. (laughs) I think there's a lot of bicycles there too. That's right. They have the locks on the the little bridges. There's a great library. Gary Oldham gave us money for this. It's good. (laughs) Okay, which countries are Dutch? I think it's just one. Oh, no. That okay. That was my working theory, but I, is it I love Holland? No, I think it's Netherlands. Dang, and I bro. don't think it's There's the n- Netherlands. Oh, it's not the Netherlands. It is to me. It is. To I me. think why, it is. Why are okay. we so stupid? Interestingly, we, Aaron, look that so up. Why are we so Holland, stupid? You're saying Holland and Netherlands are two different things. Okay, it says the Netherlands is a country, <laughs> but it is it. The Netherlands consists of twelve provinces. Well, that's like the United States has 50 states. I don't think that's what it means. Canada has provinces. I think there are 13. I think you're right. I don't know what the provinces are. I think they're just another way to say like a smaller thing. Okay. Holland has frequently been used to informally refer to the whole of the modern country of the Netherlands. Oh, they are the same. So confusing. It is. I could have swore Holland was its own thing. So if you're listening and you live in the Netherlands, do you prefer to Holland or do you want to are you like the Netherlands? Don't I answer that because we're no. too stupid to do anything with that information. <laughs> Just pray for us. That's all we ask you to do. Fine. Pray Fine. for our stupid faces. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're wasting your time. We're dumb. Um, I'm going to do. Let's talk about the smoke monster. Jamie, that's one of my favorite oh, ghost performances. That's a great one. So I, good. It's, it's, it's wonderful because essentially it starts as murderous pollution. And like, we don't know where, why it is, where it is, what it is. It's just smoke monster. It kills Greg, whatever. Is it Grunberg? But then I got in my head about Greta Thunberg and I was like, whoa. And then I thought, are they related? That'd be crazy. But then I thought, no, they're probably not. So that's all that happened in those like two seconds. Um, But uh, so, so it kills a pilot, JJ Abrams friend. 
And then um, at that point, I'm like, this should be in the Captain Planet movie because it is just murderous po- pollution. And like, this would be a great uh, antagonist for of, those of movies and stories. Yeah. But eventually it just turns into Titus Welver, um, who's a guy with mommy issues. And that kind of got worse. So I don't think it got better. It, it got more explained, but it didn't get better as a character. But just that character, that iteration, that mechanism on the show absolutely majestic yeah because like eventually they're just like yeah the man in black through you're reading dialogue right now i take it no but i mean like you're reading from the script i know (laughs) (laughs) david Lindelof, but jealous i could have done better job but listen jacob just threw his heart he threw his brother into the heart of the island right and then he becomes the man in black into like the drainage pipe and his mom was like oh boring and like it's the source of all life and death i bet there are ghosts in there yeah, there it goes because right. the smoke monster's there. That's exactly right. So I had a I smoke really... monster for my finale party. I made a smoke monster that went all the way through my house. What were uh, what were your materials? Like, cite your sources. What were you what, working garbage with? bags? <laughs> oh, I I would have thought like you went like with cotton or something or like something like. Oh no, fluffy. I wasn't that. I was very poor and That's was true. not that creative. So that is true. to me, because I did not cut the garbage bags and then I took them down and reused them. Like, would put them right back in the box. Like, I have a question. This might be an ADHD or ADD question or just a personality question. Do you often start a project and you're like, "This is the best idea," and then you get like 25 percent, you're like, mm, "I'm not going to finish this." This listen, is this is the only project. I've ever started that I'm still doing. Are you kidding? What you're That's describing sounds like a big deal. So I'm impressed that you finished it. No, it was just because people were coming over and there was a timeline on it. It was mm. like they, I had said it. And so it's like, oh no, they're coming and they're yeah. dressing as people from the show. So I have, I have to, to do deal it. with this. Yeah. That's good. Okay. What else you got? Mine, of course. Listen, this is my sexual awakening ghost. And mm. I know for some of you listening, you're young enough that for you, it's Casper. I get sure. it. Yeah. But for some of us, it's Sam Wheat from. 1990s iconic supernatural romance film ghost right okay because you have to take it back 14 year old jamie was hormonal she wore glasses she was overweight her mom would let her wear makeup but neither of them knew how to put it on Mm. jamie was just trying to find her way in rural alabama and then she discovered sam weed now she already knew listen i already had my patrick swayze moment because of dirty dancing he's so hot he tries to solve his own murder even after he's dead trying to he's just trying to protect molly me more with a Demi Moore with the best pixie that's ever lived, second yeah. only to maybe Winona Ryder. And then hot villain Tony Goldwyn, who I was kind of like, why am I also attracted to him? Like, I had to yeah. figure some stuff out as a 14-year-old. Plus, I didn't know ghosts could be so sexual. And Patrick Swayze was named Sexiest Man Alive the very next year. And well, I'm not surprised by that. Of course not. Now, are there some sketchy things in this movie? Like a villain being called Willie Lopez? Yes. Of course. Okay. Of course there are. Or that the uh, psychic is a woman named Oda Mae Brown, who also goes by Rita Miller. Yeah. None of that. (laughs) None of that makes sense. But man, Patrick Swayze and that uh, pottery will, very sassy. Very sassy. I I, I feel like there's a, there's, if if that was made into a modern uh, situation, you could put eight episodes of Netflix, uh, eight episodes of this on Netflix. Just, he never leaves the wheel. They never leave the pottery. They're just making complete like uh, absolute train wrecks of pottery but it just it's wet and it's gooey and they're on top of each other well you can open up a private tab and i bet you can find that right now like you don't (laughs) even have to wait on netflix for sure jamie we've talked about favorite ghosts yeah give me least favorite ghosts i have so many but i will narrow it down for you and obviously the number one for all of us listening i'm sure is moaning myrtle thank you it's on my list too oh my gosh (laughs) Listen, when uh, so Knox and Aaron and I, we recapped all of the Harry Potter movies because I had never seen them and I had not read the books because I'm just, I'm old. Remember, I was my sexual awakening is Patrick Swayze. So, right. but 
listen, super sad. She's super sad, which is not my favorite vibe. Uh, her haunting is in a wailing. The moaning, the fact that moaning is in your title. I'm out on moaning. I'm out I'm for those out reasons. On I'm out on moaning. Because I find moaning to be, uh, unless it's in the right circumstances, more annoying than spooky. It's just yeah. not spooky. You well, know yeah, what I mean? Well, I actually interpret it as uh, it's more of a sexual term than it is. That's the kind of. Uh, I know, but that, I don't I like that either. Because look, now, was I interested in that unresolved sexual tension with Harry in that uh, tub? Yeah, yeah, that was a, a cul-de-sac of unresolved sexual tension, just so you know. <laughs> I know. But I also have real problems with Moaning Myrtle being 14 when she died uh-huh. by the Serpent of Slytherin. Spoiler. Right. Okay. And, but she's also portrayed by an actress who was 37. Don't love that. Don't I mean, love it. How, like, let's, let's figure this out because uh, she's born in 1928. And when we, she rolls up on us in the bathroom, that's the viewers or the book readers. Um, it's 1992. So she's 64 at that point. Yeah. But that's not the math. That's not the transphobic math, right? It's her math is, listen. It, she's 14. She died at yeah, 14. But she's lived for 64 years. So I would say it's it's 64. I, I think I just don't like that there's a 64-year-old woman hanging out in the bathroom for forever. And I even know, because, like during the Triwizard yeah. Tournament, when she's like, I watched Edward take a bath with his weird egg. And I know right. what he did with it. So that's what you want to do with it. And Harry's like, do you watch? I think he literally says, like, do you watch people take baths? And she's like, sometimes. She just admitted it basically sexual predator. Yeah, and, and you're exactly right. I don't like that she has sexualized her post-human form uh-huh. and it's with teens. And I get that she is sort of a teen, but also 64. Yeah. But like, I don't like that because what happened is she sexualized Harry. And so I was like, am I sexualizing Harry? No, I'm sexualizing Dana Radcliffe, who is a grown man. Sure. And so that's different. That is okay. I like that you're splitting the hairs. You're here's how Jamie B. Golden and Moaning Myrtle are different. My column. TrueSocial.com slash. I the only I just I don't like that she looks like Harry Potter either. She looks like Harry Potter. She looks like him. And I don't like that because there's incest vibes. But um I also remember in the book, like she gets Draco to talk about his plans. Like he just comes to the bathroom, he's like, Oh, I gotta figure out how to kill Dumbledore. You have any thoughts? And then just like, that's bad for her. You need to report that. See something, say something. Uh, but for Draco, I just, I don't know, man. Like, keep a low prof. Go go for protocol well, when you're trying well, to Well, and I somebody. hate to do a callback, but Aaron, that's a ghost that sat, hung out in a bathroom. That's my point. Like, what's she doing? Why is she doing that? Yeah. Why is she just hanging out there? Jamie, you're citing her as someone that is your least favorite ghost hanging out in a bathroom. I know. I'm just saying for factual purposes, <laughs> she did like to stay in a bathroom. You are making a case against your own self. Uh, that yeah. I've t- that happens often. Those I, were cool bathrooms, though. I'll be I'm, I'm nothing if not living by double standards. <laughs> okay. Like, just okay. so we're clear. <laughs> I'm going to do um, The Headless Horseman. Um, I really don't Ooh, like the Headless Horseman. This the is from worst. the Legend of Sleepy Hollow uh, by Washington uh, Irving. The story's not even good because it's not like a spooky story. They're like, it was probably this other guy who got this other guy to like fall off his horse and die or like run away from embarrassment. Um, and I just think like tactically, it doesn't make a lot of sense to be like, I'm the guy who lost my head and I have to carry my head around. So in the afterlife, I can't get it reattached, like in Beetlejuice, where I can like get things elongated but yeah. like reduced. I have to carry this thing around forever, and sometimes I can throw it at people, maybe. But like, I'm just I've I, I can't carry a Stanley and my head and ride a horse. Like something's got to give here, you know. So I just you feel like it's bad planning. You think that's just a Texas issue of like we? Well, we're fine. Do you? Do because I, I feel like Texans are like I don't have a head, but I'm still a main character. Do you sure. know what I mean? 
That's, right yeah. that's not that story does not take place in Texas. It does, it does take place in New York, I thought. It's called A Strange Tale of Texas was his alternate title. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow? Oh no, The Headless Horseman by Thomas Mainreed. <laughs> that is my, a different My bad. Different. My bad. My bad. Yeah. My bad. My bad. That was me. I confused I confused everyone it's me. using two it's names. Me. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Every spring, I'm reminded that there's nothing like a fresh start in spring cleaning. This year, we're taking things one step further with our spring refresh at the McCoy House. Sure, it's been a lot of work to get here, but we're all so excited to settle into our new space. If you've ever moved before, you know there's nothing like the first night in a new room and the difference that soft, breathable, all-new bedding can make. Bowl and Branches signature sheets are the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep and are designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They're made with the finest 100% organic cotton and feel incredible on night one, yet they still get softer with every single wash bowl and branch very kindly sent us a code to try out their sheets and i and by i i mean my wife ashley picked the signature hemmed sheet set in cream we both were so impressed that the quality and softness were so good and so nice they were super breathable which i'm also thankful for with summer just around the corner sleep better with the softest most breathable bedding from bowl and branch go to bowlandbranch.com slash podcast for 15 percent off your first sheet set plus free shipping that's bowl and branch b-o-l-l-a-n-d branch.com slash podcast for 15% off exclusion supply see site for details okay listen my next one my least favorite ghost and this is probably top notch okay obviously the ghost of christmas past we talked about it already i will say listen uh, when i looked up the definition in dickens where he talks about the ghost of christmas past serves as a haunting reminder of regret and lost opportunity i have that covered by my mom and my therapist and time hop Mm. okay i don't need a reminder of that but my actual other and final least favorite ghost is Booberry from the monster cereal. Okay. Okay. First of all, it's the worst monster cereal. Booberry is the least of these. We've yeah. got Count Chocula, we've got Frankenberry, Fruit Brute, Yummy Mummy, and then the new one. Have you had the new one, Carmella Creeper? I got I, it. Last I week. don't eat cereal like a baby. I. Oh you know, my God. Well, you're missing out. Food. Are you eating like, what? Do you eat cereal at all? No. 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 Okay. So I eat child children's cereal right <laughs> all the time every day. <laughs> like I did have Cheerios today because I was like, do you need to work on your cholesterol? Here's a bowl of cereal. Um, but Carmella Creeper is apple caramel. Okay. It's very good. But the monster cereals, blueberry is the worst. So blueberry is not only the worst cereal, blueberry represents blueberries. And I will go to a I will climb up a hill, any hill anyone asks me. Yep. And I will literally die on that hill that blueberries are the worst berry of all the berries because better berries straw rasp black crayon boysen huckle goose cloud than any berry that god created that we haven't found yet then it's blue yeah i'm trying to think of a better like a a worse better one but i can't i can't know right right? because and i know people love they're like but blueberry muffins sure 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 but you've had to cook all the goo gross out of that because the texture of a blueberry listen and it's a filler everybody wants to talk about how melon is filler blueberries are chick-fil-a trying to make blueberries happen in that fruit cup and i bit into one the other i was like mama give it another try i've always hated blueberries i bit into it i was like why is it tough to bite into but also then very slimy i Ugh. don't understand the blueberry i don't like that i like them in shakes you know i feel like they're antioxidants that's nice oh, that's, that's good true. that's helpful but uh other than that it does have a, a, a poor texture i don't enjoy that i know and it stains your teeth it's like a weird thing i don't yeah. I'm not into that listen to the cereal thing Cereal was basically invented so people wouldn't like be sexually active. 
And I just which is exactly something. why I eat cereal every morning. That's Trying exactly to start why the day I don't right. eat cereal every morning, Jamie. You know, it's just a healthy lifestyle. Uh, my last one, I'm going to do bang bang <laughs> ghosts. You alluded to it: ghosts in church haunted houses that died because of a car wreck or a helicopter crash or whatever. They drank uh, one beer and then exploded, um, and then they spend eternity trying to get you to walk the Romans road on Halloween night through a series yeah. of bad high school drama. Uh, it's not my favorite. And I say that um, I'm, I'm not just a, a client. I was the owner of my own performances of uh, some uh, judgment houses. Yeah, you were. Uh, people probably remember me from guy with a girlfriend in a car. Uh, and also <laughs> I was a uh, demon tour guide with red contacts. I think we've told this story before, but um, it, it was an angel and, and a demon uh, taking the guy, uh, taking the groups through. Um, and my friend, Paul, um, was the the angel and I was the demon, so I bought red contacts to wear to heighten the performance. <gasps> because were those the irritating? Was. They always feel they like they're so be irritating. irritating. They were oh, not yeah. nice to wear. I did not enjoy them. Um, so yeah, I just uh, it's not my favorite. You know, I don't want it. Which but is, I am interested it, that they're coming back. I think that's fun. Well, and and the fact that they have ghosts, but like I would think most puritanical evangelical Christians, white American evangelical Christians, would be like, no, ghosts aren't real. But like they're ghosts in your judgment house. Like, how do you yeah. explain that? How yeah, explain I, I feel like if you try to nail uh, white evangelicals down about ghosts and spirits and how that all crosses over or anything, it's going to be a yeah. lot of confused looks. You it know, is. that's a lot, fair. A lot of hesitating. Maybe like Aaron a few minutes ago. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not here to say. Who knows? We'll find out what it said in the edit. But <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> all right, you guys. If you liked our conversation about ghosts, guess what? We have a ghost quiz. You want to figure out. Which ghost is going to haunt you for eternity? Is it a happy ghost or is it a not happy ghost? You can go to knoxandjamie.com slash ghost quiz and take our quiz today and then share your results on social. We want to know who is going to be haunting you for eternity. All right. That's been our conversation on ghosts and pop culture. If you thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know knoxandjamie.com slash 527. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right, what is your red light this week? Okay, my red light this week comes from a tweet from Alex Cohen. Alex wrote on Twitter, he said, I don't think people without kids understand just how much free time they have. And I want to reply to him. He also followed up and said, if you don't have kids, you should A, be hitting the gym five times per week. B, have a strong social life. C, be working on three to four interesting hobbies. And four, traveling as much as possible. You have all the time. There is no excuse. Okay, so I want to address Alex specifically. I know he's listening. Number one, people without kids do understand how much free time they have. We 100% know. We, we, we do not take it for granted. We recognize in every way that not having a familial legacy does give you more time to putz around on TikTok. Also, I know that some of you are listening are empty nesters, which is actually the best of both worlds. You have your heart walking around the earth outside of your body, but you also have plenty of time for Candy Crush, which I really love. Second, Alex, those things you listed that I should be doing because I don't have kids, those are very expensive free time flexes. Going to the gym is expensive. I got to have the cute like motion wear from Target and I've got to have my Brooks ghost shoes and I've got to have like a good pair of headphones. And then I got to pay the gym to not go there because I'm going to not go for a year, but I'm going to have paid a year in membership. Also, all of us 
have imagined if we had more time that we would fill it with productive things like on your list. We would start businesses. We would write the great American novel. We would clean out that one closet that scares us a little, right? But that's not what we do. You know what we do? We end up giving our dog pigtails. And then we end up practicing the choreography to Oops, I Did It Again. And we watch Parks and Rec for the seventh time this week, okay? For me, this weekend, I had some free time. I sorted my lipsticks by how they made me feel. Yeah, I couldn't do that with a six-year-old. I recognize that. We do know. We 100% we know. Red light to you, Alex. I feel like the point of having free time is that it's free to do whatever you want with it. It's not, not hit the gym four times a week or what did, What was one? Travel a lot? Like, be Alex, that's wor- not even like be a goal. working on three to four interesting hobbies. Well, what makes it interesting? You know, oh. like that's a very valid or it's, it's a varied kind of definition. That's just. I feel like Alex would say the word Bitcoin in, in, <sighs> in, in terms of an interesting hobby. You just don't have to tweet everything you think. You know, you can just write in a diary. Like, dear diary, here's my thoughts on single people. Dear diary, I wish I didn't have kids so I could go to the gym more. (laughs) Exactly. Tell your diary that. Dear diary, I think I'm becoming an incel. I'm going to post about it on Twitter. (laughs) Uh, My red light this week, these are just like random red lights. No music, nothing, no fanfare. I just, I noticed these. They're not big enough to be on their own. What if you had your own music? You could have your own fun music. I just feel like it'd be like sad high school band music, you know, and just like, just like very okay, mediocre. That's, that's why I feel like these are, but together they form like, a, like a good solid full red light. Okay. Uh, the Dollarita is back at Applebee's and I just, <laughs> Applebee's, is that what a chaotic world needs right now at this moment? More chaos, <laughs> more dollar, more $1 for a glass of alcoholic <laughs> beverage. I just get alcohol, you guys. It's not. It's I don't like we we did away with Ford Loco and the original formula for a reason. The Grimace shake only gets a couple weeks. We don't need the Dollar Rita <laughs> back right now. Have you seen the Middle East? Come on, get rid of it. John Stamos. He I guess he's doing his memoir or something, which like tough time to release a memoir with Britney Spears. You know, I would have pushed uh, that probably. Yeah, thank you. But he told, did you see the story about him getting cucked by Tony Danza? No, what was it? Yeah, I think Terry Copley, his girlfriend uh, at the time, um, he was like, I was busy doing car shows, which I was like, what? Uh, I think I'm the Beach Boys dog. And he was like, she wasn't returning my call. So I went to her house, comma, which was a beach house on her ex-husband's property, which I thought that's probably, that's probably a bad sign. <laughs> that's that's a probably a bad, bad sign, time. Uncle Jesse, that like you don't have things like in order. Uh, and he's like, I walked in and the door was cracked open. And I saw her in bed with a muscular man um, with part like one half his buttocks out. And I saw a poster that she had rolled up and I'd never seen it before. And she's naked in it. And she signed it to Tony, like love Terry or whatever. And he was like, what do I do? Do I fight him? Do I kick him in the balls? So he, all he did was still, uh, he stole the poster and just left and like never what? talked about it. And I was just like, Uncle Jesse, that is not a good story. Listen, you know? I thought you were saying that this was coming out in the future and that it wasn't a good time yeah. to have memoirs. His memoir came out the same day as Britney's. Oh, I, see, I thought it was coming out late. Like, why would you do it? I, I didn't think in a million no, years it would come out on the same, same day. It came out Tuesday. Why would you even begin to try to compete? Your publisher does not think your book is good and they are burying it. That's But if you got more stories like this, like I'm into it. Like was Mona there? What's Mona up to? What's the story there? What's going on? And then last one, Home Depot. Um, Uh Uh-oh. I thought you had my back. You know, you sponsor game day. You got that cool commercial with like all the sounds and like all the hardware sounds. You stock my favorite machetes. Um, (laughs) You got off-brand Matthew McConaughey, making sure Josh Lucas is cashing those checks, getting work. But then you come out. With this godforsaken $300 skeletal monstrosity at spooky Halloween time. And you are daring all these people to buy it and, and display it. And I oh, just. Oh, and they're buying it. They're buying it. What, it. what? Like, 
I know it's cool for Halloween, but what are you supposed to do the other 364 days of the year? Put that in our attic? That's insane. That's going to give you a heart attack. Yeah, where are you supposed to store that? Maybe we just give candy to children on the day we're supposed to give candy to children. Maybe that's what we focus on. Keep it simple. Jamie, what's your green light this week? Okay, my green light this week is the new film, Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, my goodness. You guys, this is based on David Grant's best-selling book of the same name. It was a green light in 2017 here on the podcast. This is about the reign of terror period in the 1920s Oklahoma. If you remember, Oklahoma, well, most of the country, to be honest, but Oklahoma had some real clear terror seasons in the yeah. 20s. Okay. Now, this comes from the fact that the U.S. government had forced the Osage Nation to move off their lands in Kansas, and they said, you got to go live in Oklahoma. Nothing good is there. Except when they moved there, guess what was there? Oil. Oil was on their land. And so the Osage became not only the richest people in Oklahoma, but on the entire planet. They became the richest people in the world. Okay. And guess who didn't like that? White folks and no likey. And so they started to murder members of the nation to attain what's called their head rights for their wealth. And these murders caught the attention of a newly formed uh, bureau in the government, which would later become the FBI. This adaptation. If you read the book and loved it, this is the most beautiful compliment to it. Because what Martin Scorsese did, and he talked about this, is like originally they did write it from the perspective of the book. David Green's book is really from the Bureau of Investigation. It doesn't hone in on any specific family. But Martin Scorsese took that as a base and then built this story around Molly and her family. And it is so fantastic. Part of me thinks this is probably Martin Scorsese's last film. He did an Mm. interview recently where he said there's just not any time left because he's about to turn 81. But it's a good one if this is his last one. And let me tell you, I was not prepared for how much I would be just blown away by Robert De Niro's performance. Mm. He is fantastic in this film. And I'm so glad that this could be on his filmography Because I just did not enjoy him in The Irishman. And so I loved this so much. And then Leonardo DiCaprio, what are you doing? It's it's stunning. And look, this uh, this movie is three hours and 26 minutes long. Now, first of all, I know that a lot of you are like, "Ah, I could never. You could, and you have. Uh, Avengers Endgame. Titanic, Oppenheimer, maybe this summer. You can yeah. do it. You can do it. It's Avatar. Like you can, you can do it. I didn't think my ADHD or bladder would handle it. It handled it beautifully because listen, Thelma Schoenmaker, who is Martin Scorsese's longtime editor for 50 years, she's won four Oscars. I think this will be her fifth. The pacing of this film is so well done and you need every minute. There is not an ounce of fat on this film. And I never like got up. I never got nervous. I never like, I don't know if I just was had the right meds in me. I don't know what happened, but it was fantastic. And let me say the real understated star of this film is Lily Gladstone who plays Molly. And this story is about her family. She did an interview with a Hollywood reporter that said, you know, she had auditioned for this film and it was a much smaller part at the time she had auditioned and they never kind of followed up at all of what was going to happen. So she was like, I just assumed I didn't get it. And she goes, and I was probably just kind of, she said, I had decided that maybe acting wasn't for me. I just wasn't making a lot of moves and getting a lot of roles. And y'all, she sat down at her computer to register for a data analytics course because she was going to apply for a seasonal job at the Department of Agriculture to track murder hornets. And when she sat down to the computer to take the course, she pulled out her credit card. And she said, when I did that, my phone buzzed. And it was a text from her manager from her agent saying Martin Scorsese wants to do a Zoom meeting with you. Wow. 
And listen, but, she's probably going to win an Oscar. Like, she's so fantastic in this. But who's anyway. watching out for the murder hornets? You know, did they fill well, that job? Good luck to Chad. In, if they kill us all, it's not going to matter. I know. It's Oscar. Lily Gladstone. It's like, we're not going to be able to watch your movie. So yeah. this was, look, I know that it's difficult to think about going to the movie theater for that long. But this is worth it. This is such an important story. But it's beyond that. It The script is top notch. The act, I just, you will not get over what Leonardo DiCaprio does in this film. And the fact that Jesse Plemons is in it, Brendan Fraser, you're just like, oh, look, there's four minutes with him and it was fantastic. Everybody in this is just doing the kind of work that I think actors and directors dream of doing. And it's it's really fantastic. So, I'm excited to see it. I'm seeing it tomorrow night. Um, you're going to love it. Yeah. I mean, I hope. I hope you're going to love it. I think you're going to love it. My green light this week is a book. It's called MCU colon The Reign of Marvel Studios. Ooh. That's by Joanna Robinson, Dave Gonzalez, and Gavin Edwards. I love Joanna Robinson. I trust her with a lot of uh, critiques and criticism. I think she's on the Ring of Prestige podcast. But before that, she was doing... Oh man, was it, it wasn't, I think maybe Vanity Fair, uh, podcast recaps. Um, but she's an, an absolutely, uh, incredible, smart, uh, intelligent reviewer and uh, a great podcaster as well. The only sad thing about this book was they let her do the first chapter, but then she doesn't get to read the rest, which I don't understand because that's oh. the whole reason I've been paying attention to her is as a podcaster. So yeah. I love her voice. I don't know what's wrong with her voice that doesn't let her read the book, but whatever. Uh, but the information in the book, uh, alone um, is really, really good. It's essentially, um, I, I guess, insight, wisdom. Um, it's not an oral history because th- they talk about why at uh, a certain point, Disney gives them the green light to do the book and they're going to uh, collaborate. But then halfway through, Disney decides to do their own version of a book. So they close <gasps> off everybody. So they have to get really creative with how they get information, which they do. Um, and it's really uh, just a uh, an awesome comprehensive chronicle of the rise um, and kind of the mediocring of marvel uh i guess marvel entertainment studios but also the the cinematic universe everything uh it's people who were considered for other roles stuff going on behind the scenes that led to decisions that maybe we didn't understand but now we understand why and it really focuses on i guess the what i didn't realize was the most powerful guy with marvel uh, this gentleman named i think ike perlmutter um and he was the one who uh, was the biggest Disney shareholder after the sale, but he held all the cards, had all the power, ha- held all the sway. And his big priority was making movies um, to sell toys. So early on, uh-huh. that's the biggest thing that he's wanting. And that's what they're efforting uh, towards is to make movies so that kids will want to buy toys. And eventually uh, it gets to a point where um, the differences of opinion and the differences of priorities uh, uh, collide essentially. Uh, but it's just, um, if you at all. I'm not the biggest Marvel guy. I'm not the biggest superhero guy or uh, the mythology or anything like that. But this is just a great nuts and bolts of like how this thing that dominated our culture for 10 years came to be. Some of it very expertise laden, some of it just very accidental. Um, So I thought all of that was fascinating to read about. Well, I definitely want to read this because one has 4.4 stars, Mm -hmm. New York Times bestseller. But also I'm like you. Like I like Marvel, but it's not, it doesn't define me. But I'm very curious about its origin story. Like how did we get, how did we get where this was the thing that we were supposed to all think about and care about all the time. Yeah. And some of the, uh, this person was supposed to be this person it will blow your mind. It's absolutely true. <gasps> oh, I'm tremendous. so excited. Oh, I'm really so like excited. It. Um, okay. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Before you go, remember anytime you do any shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So your purchases are affiliate link. Your favorite item purchased using that link this week was Jamie. This is an item called a Gospitality Eagle Wing Necktie. 
First of all, the store called Gospitality is top notch. Okay, so they sell church supplies, and this is a men's wings as eagles necktie. They have 4.8 stars with 45 ratings, so not a ton. But and look, there are no negative ratings. They're all four or five stars, and there were no questions. So I had to dig because I was like, let's look more into Gospitality. What kind of things are we selling? They're selling church supplies, you know, like anointing oil, some communion supplies, visitor signs, offering supplies. But two things stood out to me. One, worship gloves. Into it. (laughs) Listen, they only come in white. I'm very interested in that. Why would worship gloves only be in the color white? Mm. That's interesting. And it feels, I'm going to be honest with you, a little racist. I love that. But then they also have pastor towels, which... I'm very into and here good good like high five to hospitality because they have men of God pastor towels they have mm. women of God what's they up de- they have deacons they have a cross embroidery and then apostle I'm gonna rebuke for apostle that okay. feels like a step too far which sure. you know I get that apostle needs to be sent out and we love that yeah but no matter into the store like we obviously google hospitality if you need a pastor towel part of me was like do I need a pastor towel I think we all need a I pastor think towel I, I think we all need a pastor towel yeah alright you guys uh, don't forget we have merch available until November 1st you can go to shop and snag all the goodies and don't forget you want to find out which ghost is haunting you, you can take our free quiz. Free, free, free. Knoxonjamie.com slash ghost quiz. The link is in the show notes. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on the internet at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox McCoy. You can find me on the socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. 